This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcast Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Well, hello there, everybody. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Always good. It's good to be here. We have returned with a special guest for those watching on YouTube. <laughs> and I quote, it's, it's Father Rob's dog, by the way. Yes, he says, he's so ugly, he's cute. <laughs> 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 Things you he's never a, want someone to say about you. He was, he's a, um, a Maltese Shih Tzu, but he's... Um, he has a, the face of a, an elderly man <laughs> when you no look at him. No to all elderly men out there. It's beautiful, beautiful, but it just... Uh, <laughs> but don't say his name because he will launch at you yeah. if you ever meet this dog yes. who shall remain nameless. So cute. How are we all going, guys? We're nearing the end of the season. We are. It's gone so fast. Yeah. I feel like we've learned a lot. We've spoken about a lot. And even though we've heard these scriptures many times through our lives, new and fresh things are coming to mind. I think it's great. Yes, I love it too. I love that uh, I get to spend so much time studying the scripture, the word of God. And even as a priest, sometimes you can study for the homily. And it's just so minimal in a sense. You just, you study it just to be able to express it. Now, I do the same for a podcast, but it's Mm -hmm. so extensive, so much more study that it, um, somehow there's the depth that I get from from studying this scripture this for this podcast is a real blessing in my life personally and also gives me enough for three or four homilies so sometimes I'm <laughs> preaching masses seriously I'm preaching mass on a Sunday and I'd give th- celebrate three masses and I literally give three different homilies because um, because I can there's so much to to dig yeah. up from from what we study in the podcast so it's a blessing Blessing what would you do us? without us, Father Rob? I was just going <laughs> to say okay. that you can do three different podcasts because you have three different perspectives. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, but it's good. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, and which is Are always... sure? <laughs> the Ascension which is always, the No, it, it, it's, it's so confusing. I mean, to the point where I cannot differentiate between the Ascension and the Assumption. Now, I know they're completely different feasts, but I was setting up the one time for Mass, and i ready for Mass, about to celebrate Mass, and I put on a Marian stole and a, a Marian chasuble, and the Marian set up the altar, and Marian <laughs> thinking. It was the Feast of the Ascension, but I just assumed it was the Assumption. Yes. Excuse the pun. <laughs> You assumed it was the oh, assumption. And so I'm just going out with this Marian theme and then they're telling you like, why are you dressed that way? What today is like white, not blue. Catholics can be confusing. It is. It's <laughs> tricky. But look, I'm interested to put this to the audience. Give us your tips. Are there any easy ways you can help Father Rob? <laughs> well, all of us, but mainly Father Rob, to differentiate between the two feasts. Well, I'd love to know, is there like an easy way that we're missing? Yes, well, I, even if I, if I were to answer this for the listeners, I'd say <laughs> yeah, ascended, Jesus ascension, ascended into heaven. Yeah, I know, but like just heaven. another extra way, say yes. it in a different way. Let's be creative. Help a Catholic friend out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, help me out. <laughs> 
So that's good. Um, why don't we say a prayer? We'll pray. We'll ask the Lord to inspire our hearts and to impact us so that we may be able to listen to what God has to say in this beautiful gospel today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful feast, the feast where you are united totally, fully with Jesus as he sits on your right, hand, right side. Lord, as the apostles and disciples experience anxiety of your presence leaving in one way, we thank you for the promise of your Holy Spirit. Mm. We thank you, Lord, that even when you ascended into heaven, you didn't leave us alone. When we think you're gone, Lord Jesus, sometimes you're even more close. So, Lord, teach us to trust you. Teach us to listen. Teach us to understand your word that we may be impacted, and not only impacted, but changed. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. So let's um, read from the gospel. So this Sunday's upcoming gospel is from Matthew, and it's chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. What is the one thing that, um, from this scripture, that I think is the, if you were to say, you see, one we prepare for homilies, one of the things we're trained as, um, is to look at what the pearl of great prize is. One thing that you think is the most important thing that comes out of the scripture. And this is one thing that we can look at. When you're looking at the scripture, when you're reading the scripture, um, it's important to read it. I always read it three times. Okay, the first time I read it for my mind, you know, I read it out loud. The second time I read it in silence um, and uh, for my heart. And the third time I dissect, I start to read and to look for the pearl of great prize. The one thing that if I could take anything out of it, this one thing that is of greatest value in the scripture that I just read. Mm. What do you think it would be from the scripture verse? I feel like there's so much in this because I've already done the studies. (laughs) Is this a trick question? No, no. Honestly, studies aside, studies aside, like the one thing that you think, uh, okay, this is what Jesus is saying in a sentence. I'm with you to the end of the age for me. Yeah, I think that would be the pearl of great prize. Yeah, wow. Nice. That's a good one. (laughs) 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 I think it's just to go out, it's Mm. not to stay put. Yeah. Is go out. That's what that's the point of our faith, is not to keep it to yourself. Yes. Mm. And I think even that thing that would prompt me is to go and make disciples. And I think that that in itself is loaded. You know, to um, make disciples is someone who follows you, someone who imitates you, someone who and so it starts with you having to imitate Christ. Yeah. So you're sort of, they're making them your disciples, but because, like St. Paul says, he says, look at me, do what I do, because I do what Christ does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool because we don't all start off as disciples. Mm -hmm. Like you become a disciple. And um, I think the coolest part of, of this scripture that I learned is that they're back at Galilee. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all began. This is, that's the scene where there's Peter and Andrew and Jesus comes up to them and says, come follow me. And they're right back to where it started at a point in their life when they weren't disciples, where they knew nothing. They had no idea. The future was a blank canvas. They had no idea where they were going or who this Jesus guy was. They just knew that they had an impulse to follow him. Mm. And there they were, they're, they're back but they are completely changed. They've seen it all. They've seen Jesus, you know, in his ministry, his suffering, in his death, in his resurrection. They've seen it all and they're back for another beginning, but a beginning like never before. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And, um, you know, this is the last um, recorded encounter of Jesus by the disciples that we hear in this gospel. So it's Jesus's very last mm. words. Mm. So you kind of like, Buckle up. If you weren't listening before, tune in now because you want to hang on to the last words that Jesus yes. has to say before he ascends. Yes. <laughs> Not assumes. Yeah, but assumes. that's it. So it all comes down to this, this, this scripture that we're unpacking to go and make disciples. Yeah. And Jesus gives this um, mission, this great commission to those 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. And when in essence, it's the mission of the entire church, but yep. it's your individual mission as well. It's your mission, Father Rob, yours, Justine, mine, and yours, you who are listening to this podcast as well. Mm -hmm. um, I found out that the Greek word translated as nations, when Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, that could, could be translated as the word Gentiles. So basically mm. the scripture is saying that, that evangelization, salvation is no longer solely for Israel alone, but this is for the entire world. Mm. Um, so wherever we are, it is our responsibility to make the gospel known and tell this good news through the witness of our lives. Use whatever platforms we have, um, our words, actions, in our families, workplaces, in the supermarket, so many different places. Mm -hmm. Wherever you are, it is your mission to go out and make disciples. Yeah. It's, it's a funny one because um, I once heard someone say that this is not called the great suggestion. <laughs> like it's not called the great suggestion. It's called the great commission. Yes. You know, you can't water that down to just a mere suggestion. It's a Jesus's command to us to, to go out. And um, I work for Alpha Australia. I've mentioned that before. But um, when we use this scripture, when we go out into parishes and communities to talk about evangelization and, and what we say is uh, we're all about making Jesus's last command this was his last command and this gospel our first priority so we're all mm. about making this last command our first priority and i think this is a, a, the thing that sometimes as catholics particularly as catholics we um we think the great commission the great evangelization the command as you're saying to mm. evangelize belongs to the priest belongs to the mm -hmm. nuns belongs to those deacons those who are commissioned and trained in a mm. sense to evangelize but the greatest call over our life first of all is to become a saint but it's very closely tied to our call to evangelize and now we evangelize to our families through our community always love the story of Kierkegaard the famous philosopher Kierkegaard who talks about this um, commission this um, commission of us the the gentile the grassroots to proclaim the gospel because he gives the story of these clowns, you know, the circus. Have you heard the story? No. There's this circus going on um, in a mountain village. And all of a sudden, from the mountain village, they see, um, the circus people, see that the village is catching on fire. 
So what they do is the, the circus leader says, hey, go out, go and tell the people that the, the city is burning. And the people are trying to protect the animals, trying to protect what is going on in the circus. And the clown says, okay, I'll go, I'll go. He's still in costume and he goes down. He goes down on his small bicycle and he starts pressing the big horn and he starts telling people, be careful, there's fire, there's fire, everybody out. And what do you think? Everyone comes out of their, their homes and they start clapping and laughing at the clown and they're entertained and they tell the clown, tell us more, tell us more. And he's saying, you're going to burn and they laugh and laugh. And they, he's pressing his horn, and the story ends in Kierkegaard that he, they all burn to death, which is horrible. But you see, sometimes we expect the priest, <laughs> who's dressed up mm. in his clothes, and who's mm. there in a sense sometimes to entertain, there sometimes to proclaim the gospel. And sometimes we don't tell, take the priest seriously, because they are in a sense in costume, they're trained to do that. But it is mm. us, even as grassroots, as people who need to go out with the serious message of the gospel. Yeah. So there are times they listen to the priest. There are times they listen to those who are trained. But ma many times and very often it is in our household, it's parents, it's brothers and sisters, it's people, bosses and, and employees, it's, it's um, teammates that are going to make the biggest impact. And it's not yeah. necessarily the priests, the mm. influencers, those mm -hmm. who are... Um, um, leading podcasts and things like that. It is you who are called to give the Great Commission. Yeah, Absolutely. if you've never heard it before, this is it. This is, this mm. is your call. This is your wake-up call to, to be commissioned. And where does the mission take place? As you say, anywhere where there's a breathing person. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> that is the mission. And it's yourself and it's the person next to you. And, and when we talk about evangelization, we can maybe have preconceived idea about what it's about, but I'm sure Jesus, I know Jesus is not talking about shallow evangelization. He is talking about real life change, you know, an encounter with Jesus, sharing a gospel that enables people to encounter Jesus so that they commit their life to Him and become disciples. That's what evangelization is, not talking the message of Jesus at people, but walking the message of Jesus mm. with people. And that has taken me way too long to learn, even whilst I've been a youth minister for 15 years. Yes. I only just realized it wasn't about giving the talks at conferences. It wasn't about getting up in front of students. It's actually about sharing the gospel with someone and then continuing to walk with them through the questions, through life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's the difference between evangelization and discipleship. You see, discipleship mm. is walking with that person. Yeah, and there's, as of course, there's this idea of mission and maintenance. So the mission, it's important for us to go out to do the Great Commission. But there's also the maintenance side, the discipleship mm. side, the side of not only talking about Jesus. I go to schools. I speak. I just came back from the United States. I spoke to eight thousand students. Um, across eight different schools, but it was a hit and run. What I now don't go to schools unless I know that there's a follow-up. Great. Part yeah. of the things, if you invite me to a school, the first question my team is going to ask you is, what is the follow-up? How connected is your school to the parish? How are you going to follow up once Father Rob leaves your school? Because if there's no follow-up, if there's nothing that's being done to follow it up, seriously, and, and I'm not saying this as a diva or someone precious, but I'm wasting my time mm. because it's not only about evangelization. There's the mission side of it, but there's also mm -hmm. the maintenance side of things that mm. need to go hand in hand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's wise. Mm. It's wise. Absolutely. And speaking about that, it even says that kind of in the scripture as well. Jesus says, 
go out and make disciples of all nations, baptize them and teach them to observe all that Jesus has commanded. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just a baptism and that's it. Like baptism is a complete commitment to a, a full mm-hmm. Christian way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and baptism is where it starts, and this is what Jesus tells the disciples. But then he, he goes on and says, teach them to observe all that Jesus has commanded. And this is not, not just things that we observe sometimes, but it, this, is, this is meant to give direction for our entire lives. In a sense, we're meant to live and breathe this. And then after that, you invite them to participate in the mission as well. And this yes. is how the church grows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, this is our call. This is the call of each and every one of us. Not just evangelists, not just influencers, not just your priests. Not even just your parents, not even your Catholic grandparents, but your commission. And you don't need to have all the faith. You don't need to have all of the answers. You don't need to have a theology degree. Within your mess, as Jesus chose the messed up disciples, and they weren't theologians. They didn't know theology. They didn't know what the priests know today. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the education that your... um, deacons or or nuns or whatever had today they had a simple faith and they proclaimed what they saw and so again it starts with us spending time with Jesus and once we spend time with Jesus just tell the world about what Jesus has told you what Jesus has whispered in your heart shout out to the world this production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner. And join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and his message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate. Okay, so our reality check this time, this, in, in this episode, I want to talk about three reasons to baptize your child. Okay, now... I get this all the time. Why should we baptize children? Why don't we baptize baptize adults? You know, like they can't make a decision. The children cannot make a decision for Christ. What's the point of baptizing children? And um, let's talk about three reasons. But before we talk about the three reasons, we need to understand essentially what baptism is. Baptism is a call from God, okay? And a call requires a response. Now, a response that can happen to us personally, but it could also happen communally. So, for example, um, I can form a conscience by my education, but also I can form a conscience collectively by immersing myself in a community. I can form my child's conscience. So that will inform and conform me in my future decisions. So, in a a sense, it's not only the things that affect my present and my eternity are not only decisions I make now, but they're also things that are imposed on me by the community, okay? Mm -hmm. If I'm brought up a Muslim, I'm going to probably be a Muslim for the rest of my life, unless God intervenes personally or there's some extraordinary impact in my life. So, the way things happen, community matters. The decisions that my parents make and my grandparents make and generations before will affect me. Mm -hmm. That's one. Number two, even though these are not the three points I'm trying to make, (laughs) the second thing is that baptism is not about my decision for Christ. Baptism is about Christ's decision for me. 
and that is to invite me into his family, to invite me to live for him, to invite me to serve him. So it's not about me deciding to follow Jesus only. Yes, it's, that's a response, but it is not the first step. The first step is God inviting me. So this is where Christian child baptism makes sense, because it's God's pursuit. Now, three reasons to baptize your child. Number one is simply to obey Christ's command, as we just said, mm -hmm. and we just uh, that he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Take also Acts 16, where Paul, St. Paul, baptized the entire household of, of the, the, the God, the security God, the prison God. Okay? That included the children. So it was what Christ commanded us to do. Go and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He didn't say baptize people who are 16 and above. No. Mm -hmm. Go and baptize all in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So one, to obey Christ's command. Second thing is the freedom from original sin. What is original sin? A baby doesn't sin. Once I was at a baptism, you know, and I, I was doing the baptism and I said, Lord, freedom from sin. And after the parents came up to me and said, my child, it doesn't have sin. Why did you say freedom from sin? First of all, I would have said freedom from original sin. Now, there's a big difference. You see, sin is by omission or commission, so it requires an intention. So you cannot sin if you don't have an intention. The baby does not have intention. So what you have to keep in mind is the original sin is basically, another word for it is generational sin. Okay? Generational curse, generational ties, generational chains. So what happens is that what I do in my life impacts my child and impacts the generations after me. Okay? So what it is, it's saying, hey, now you are tied, you are, the, your chains are cut. They're cut from, so the sins of your forefathers is no, are no longer going to hold you down. Now, there's a lot of talk about this when it comes to wealth. I don't know if you follow this on Instagram, but they're saying, hey, I want to be the first rich person in my family. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break the chains of poverty in my family. This is what God does for us. He's saying he's going to break the chain of sin in your life. And now I'm giving you the freedom and the opportunity to love me and to, to follow me. So the sins of our past, the sins of generations that passed, includes the sins of Adam and Eve, um, generations and multiple generations before are, are broken. So why not give a child this opportunity as well? So it's, it's um, going to affect their soul, their eternity, whether they make the decision or not. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is that at that point they're saying, hey, it's a community. You're entering into a community. What do they say? It's a society that brings up a child. It's a, a, village. a village. village. It takes a village it, to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. And it's the same thing. It takes a, a community to raise a soul, to purify a soul, mm. to sanctify a soul. So it's basically, you're saying, hey, I'm not going to feed my child until they can make their own decision whether they're going to eat or not. No, you feed the child, you nourish the child, you guide the child. And then they, hopefully they make a decision to live out their baptism. If they don't, then they're not living in the fruit of that baptism. And if you're not living in the fruit of the baptism, unfortunately you have a decision, your choice to live away. There's damnation in a sense is still possible for those mm -hmm. who are baptized because it requires a, a, a decision for us to live in. But at least we're given the opportunity. We're open, we're in the community. Yeah. We're in, mm -hmm. um, now, I don't know, I don't want to go into all of this, but a lot of people would not get baptized until the last moment. You know, they, um, especially in the, in the early church, they wouldn't get baptized until they were about to die. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because they knew that they were going to be freed from all of their sin at that moment. Mm-hmm. But now we have individual confession where yeah. they didn't have that before. And so these are, again, beautiful opportunities that, w- that we have. Mm. Sorry, I talked so I much. I think that's so wonderful because um, I have some awesome Christian friends. And this is a question that gets asked so often. And I think it's so important for us to realize just the depth of what's actually taking place, not for one moment, for the in- but for the entirety of someone's life. And just a bit of a like comedic story on the side. As you're mm. talking, I remember being like a cute little chubby four-year-old or five-year-old at the swimming pools and swimming towards someone and going, are you Catholic? (laughs) Like so random. But what I realized is I'm so thankful that I had an identity growing up. And it wasn't just by name. My parents showed me what it was to live out a life that loving Jesus in my Catholic identity. But that poor kid, I perplexed. (laughs) Slow down, honey. I don't even know your name. (laughs) Now it would be like considered an intrusion. Mind your own business. Put that kid in prison. (laughs) How dare you ask my religion? No, I I found that really, really helpful. Same. I really enjoyed that explanation. And if you found that um, helpful and you can think of anyone who would find that helpful, please feel free to share that with them because it's a very common question and I think you explained it really well. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Let's listen to our sponsor. Thank you for seeking the Lord with us today. If you long for more content and resources, check out our church online. FRG Ministries Church Online is where you will find ongoing spiritual nourishment and inspiration. Online Mass, Prayer, Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Worship Music, Eucharistic Adoration, and so much more. You can even submit your prayer requests and commit to pray for others. FRG Ministry Church Online will inspire and deepen your love and understanding of Christ and His Church. Be blessed by FRG Ministries Church Online at frgministry.com slash churchonline. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of season nine. Um, this is actually our second last episode of the season. So Bring out gonna, your hankies. I know, we're coming <laughs> back next week with a final episode. Um, and then we're going to have a little break, but we have prepared something very exciting for you. Oh. Is it a snack? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a snack, but there will still be Catholic influences coming to you um, even during our podcast break, which we're very excited about. Be sure to connect with us on social media, all the platforms, all the links to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. can be found on our website, catholicinfluencerspodcast.com. If you want to learn more about the Catholic faith, we also have online courses. Check those out um, in countercourses.com. Um, all things FRG Ministry, FRGMinistry.com. Love it. And remember, it's probably not wise to say to someone's face that they're so ugly that they're cute. (laughs) (laughs) You're so ugly, you're cute. (laughs) And remember, it's the Ascension Sunday, so we celebrate when you ascended into heaven. Well, Mary assumes into heaven too, right? right? Let's end on a confused note. Let's end on clarity and peace. (laughs) We'll catch you next week. See you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Podcasts. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.